Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. Gathering all the information you would need to stay ahead of the curve on your crypto investments. Welcome to Thriller Rundown. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world. Welcome to another exciting episode of Thriller Rundown. That's right. Today is June 14th, 2019. You know, we have a lot to talk about today. It's probably going to be the longest Thriller Rundown we ever make. Because I might just be rambling. <laughs> Seriously. Let's kick it off. Starting right now with the rundown. The Rundown. Once upon a time, there was a social media platform, and they wanted to create a really awesome world where people could share photos, pictures, keep up with their family and friends from all over the world. It was supposed to be great, and uh, somewhere along the way, scandals were happened and uh, evilness took over of the young Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> but we have to go back before we can start talking about what's ahead. So take a listen and just remember what Cambridge Analytica did to Facebook. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg finally speaking out on Facebook, saying we have a responsibility to protect your data, and if we can't, then we don't deserve to serve you. Adding, we also made mistakes. There's more to do, and we need to step up and do it. Zuckerberg acknowledging a breach of trust between Facebook and the people who share their data with us and expect us to protect it. We need to fix that. He admits Facebook knew that Cambridge Analytica had inappropriately obtained information on 50 million users, but took them at their word that they had deleted it. He promises Facebook will audit any app with suspicious activity and ban them and tell everyone affected if they misused personal information. Facebook will also reduce the amount of data made available to other companies to just your name, profile photo and email. And show everyone a tool at the top of your newsfeed with the apps you've used and an easy way to revoke those apps' permissions to your data. Facebook has traditionally had these scandals break and then waited until they figured out what they're going to do before they've responded. Zuckerberg's response comes as his company faces two new class action lawsuits, one from users accusing Facebook of absolute disregard amid the unauthorized collection of personal information through Cambridge Analytica, and another from investors for materially false and misleading statements that led to a $50 billion decline in company stock earlier this week. As Zuckerberg tries to do damage control, some users are fleeing. WhatsApp co-founder Brian Acton, who sold the messaging service to Facebook for $16 billion four years ago, also walking away, saying it's time. Hashtag delete Facebook. But fully deleting your Facebook account is not so easy. Facebook requires users to submit a request using a computer, and it can take up to 90 days for your profile to be deleted. That was a scandal that shook the world. It really did. It brought privacy 
and data into the forefront of everybody's minds. It was good. It woke a lot of people up. But now, they want to wake people up in a different way. They want to introduce them to a stable coin. That's right. It was announced today that, or actually leaked probably, that Facebook will launch something called a Libra blockchain testnet next week. And it's backed by Libra Reserve. So, Facebook's much anticipated cryptocurrency project, more than a year in the making because of what you just heard, unveiled that next week, June 18th specifically, there's going to be a white paper released. Now, this is going to be open source under an Apache 2.0 license. Now, before you get all excited about that, you have to realize that this is not the first time Facebook has tried to patent something. They've done it in the past, and Apache actually uh, took on Facebook in regards to a highly controversial BSD patent. That's right. And uh, Facebook declared that they wanted to protect themselves from this frivolous patent litigation by reserving the right to withdraw any license from anyone who sued them for anything patent-related of any kind. So it's kind of weird that they are going with another Apache license, knowing that they usually go with an MIT license. But nonetheless, we'll take the information as is. This is all coming from the block, crypto.com. They've been doing a really great job of investigating everything as of late. Um, just stellar team all around. And they are working late into the night, which is why I'm, I'm recording this late into the night tonight because there's so much information that's coming out. Uh, later this evening. But Apache license, it's going to be announced on Tuesday, June 18th. Now, last week we talked about how they're going to create their own blockchain. Turns out they are. It's called Libra blockchain. Then I started talking about how it's not just going to be a stable coin. It will likely be other coins, but they'll start off with a stable coin, which turns out it is. Then it was also heard that maybe Naveen from Reserve, who we had on last year <laughs> on this podcast, which is kind of kind of weird in a way. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that some other time. But it's it is rumored that he is involved in this blockchain as well uh, because they have their own reserve token. You have to go back and listen to it through the convo where we had him on and we were talking about stable coins. I don't know if you remember, but last year we had like three stable coin guests on all at the same time. Uh, it, it was the, all the rage, late 2018, right? Nonetheless, the block has heard from several sources who requested anonymity for fear of getting shamed by Facebook, I would imagine. But they said, they shared actually, that the block, Coindesk, or any other major cryptocurrency publication are under an embargo by Facebook. According to sources who say the firm, which is Facebook, didn't want to work with such outlets. <laughs> so that's no surprise there. Facebook hasn't really extended its hand to the cryptocurrency space. Um, so they're going with who they usually go with, Wired, TechCrunch, The Verge, all the heavy tech media companies. Nonetheless, The Block <laughs> did some investigating and they found out that 
this financial services and social media giant, which they're trying to merge together, is going to achieve this mainstream adoption, not by the public, but by a store of value that's stable and a medium exchange, probably through their WhatsApp or Instagram app. But it was also revealed that some of the members that will be governing this consortium or this Libra blockchain include companies spanning all types of technology, all types of nonprofits. Let me give you some of the names. So we go a rundown. E-commerce. These are the companies that are going to be working with Facebook. Probably be buying nodes, I'd imagine. eBay. Mercado Libre. We go to Uber, Lyft, Spotify, of course, Facebook, Coinbase, Zappo, Anchorage, Bison Trails, and then, of course, Andreessen Horowitz, the investment firm, Ribbit Capital, Union Square Ventures, another investment firm. And then if we look at the payment side, guess who they're teaming up with on the payment side? Visa, PayPal, Stripe, MasterCard. Yeah. This is, this is happening, ladies and gentlemen. They aim to disrupt the existing system and bypass regulations. And they are collaborating and innovating with the financial sector, all the ones you just heard, as a way to become this new decentralized finance industry leading the way. Now, they hope to launch Libra blockchain and their stablecoin you know, early next year. But as of right now, we're getting a white paper on June 18th. I try to scour the web to see if there was anything, any kind of conference that they would show up. The only one I saw that had a Facebook, um, I guess, it wasn't even a CTO, more like just an executive um, person, was a Singapore blockchain event. Um, that's happening on June 18th. They are doing a speaking, or actually they're part of a speaking. Um, I don't know if that's where they'll announce it. They'll probably just announce it like in a blog post, <laughs> I would imagine. The thing about you have to understand, and I want you to understand this because I've come to realize this myself. When it comes to cryptocurrency and it comes to all this drama that's within crypto, we are like two months ahead of the regular mainstream people. <laughs> I'm not even joking. So people are barely finding out, and I don't want to deviate too far, but people are barely finding out that Bitcoin has gone up above 8,000 again. We watch it every day. We look at it every day, right? People are just finding out about Facebook and their whole coin, right? People are just finding out about Fidelity investing back in March. Like this is all new news to regular people, like people that don't follow this space very often. So you got to understand that we look at everything minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, like cryptocurrency is a 24 seven market. You have to look at this 365, like you very much have to be on every, every step of the way. But another thing you should realize, especially with the cryptocurrency space, is we tend to exaggerate things. It's not because, you know, it's, it's great uh, to hear ourselves <laughs> speak, right? It's just that we think these are bigger deals than <laughs> the average, you know, uh, tech company would, you know? So it wouldn't surprise me if on June 18th, 
Facebook makes a blog post and briefly mentions Libra blockchain <laughs> and then says, if you want to take a look, go here. And then us in the cryptocurrency space will dissect it and look at it and criticize it and turn it upside down and flip it around. And you know what I mean? So just remember that, like, keep that level headed. This is why you listen to me, because I try to give you a level headed approach when it comes to certain seeing things a certain way. So do realize I may seem excited about this because I love this stuff <laughs> or I may be jumping the gun on this because I, I tend to see things a little faster than most people. But especially when it comes to cryptocurrency and how things play out. But do realize that these implications are very minimal at best. And most people, most mainstream people won't hear about Facebook's blockchain until like two months from now. It'll get released through TechCrunch and it'll make like, you know, a sub headline. But to us, this is a big deal. This is our day in the sun, right? So I've been doing some investigating because I'm like, well, if they're making this Libra blockchain, where is it coming from? And of course, people are speculating. There's actually one cryptocurrency, and for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it, uh, that's getting locked on uh, June 19th. And uh, the main net for Facebook is June 18th. I wish I could remember. I tried looking it up. I can't remember it. But to me... That's a possibility. They did say that there is an MIT professor attached to that cryptocurrency. And we know how Facebook and MIT are very close together in regards to the whole Libra blockchain. They also did mention Tendermint as a possibility of a core technology they would use. And of course, they said also Stellar which was not surprising. We heard that last year. And then they kind of chased Jet around for like the next three three months following, asking him if he was working with Facebook. Do y'all remember that? It was, it was pretty funny. Check us out. What other kinds of partnerships do you see yourselves, I guess, establishing besides IBM? You were recently rumored to be in discussions with Facebook. Um, yeah, so I mean, there's we we spend our, most of our time talking to remittance companies and mobile money operators. So uh, this is these are, these are companies that send money, you know, from you know country A to country B, and that's kind of what they do mainly is just do payments. I think what we're seeing is there's a lot of there's a lot of mobile uh, like chat applications like WeChat and things like this that that realize that they could add payments and it'll be a big. Uh, value add to what they what they have, and so a lot of those people are trying to get into the game. And something like Stellar is very attractive to them because what we are is this this kind of internet standard for payments. So if you know some chat application adopts it, then now they're interoperable with any other chat application that adopts it. So it it, it makes it easier for them to achieve like ubiquity and network effects for their for their payments. So, so would you be interested in partnering with someone like a WeChat Pay or a WhatsApp or any sort of messenger based? Payments. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Stellar is a, an open protocol. You can think of it like SMTP is for email. Like it, the idea is that all these people, there's no reason for them to build their own payment protocol. They should just adopt this open one that we've created. So, and uh, Facebook has denied those rumors that it was in discussions with Stellar. Uh, can you confirm that or address that? Uh, it, it, yeah, we can't really. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, what's next for Stellar? Uh, what can we look forward to in the next 12 months? <laughs> Yeah, we have a lot going on. We're, we're continuing to try to build. We, we try to focus as much as possible on real-world use cases, so we're continuing to build our remittance network, so there'll be more and more money moving over over the platform. Uh, it, it, there's, there's... Yeah, so as you could hear there, it didn't sound like he said no, but it didn't sound like he said yes either. And also it was announced today that Stanley Young, the IBM CTO, is departing 
Big Blue. That's right. He's leaving IBM because, you know, his buddy Jesse Lund just left. And if you don't know, IBM and Stellar were in a partnership together. Now, both the people that were the originate in a, who were the original triple triplet that took on that that said, you know what, we'll go with Stellar on this crazy ride called blockchain and cryptocurrency. We'll create this payment rails for the rest of the world. They're both gone. Jesse Lund is gone a week, about a month ago, and now Stanley Young is gone as well too. Um, so what does this mean for Stellar? What does this IBM blockchain project mean with Stellar now, now that the two people that they had uh, close proximity with, uh, a great relationship with, are gone from IBM? Does this mean that they are still working with IBM on that? Uh, according to them, they are. They still are. They are working with them to complete the World Wire mission. That's what they're calling their blockchain across the world. One of the most interesting facts that you can kind of look at here is that Stripe is one of the people that is working with Facebook. Um, so Stripe also is the original backer of the Seller Development Foundation. And of course, the CTO of Stripe is on Seller Development Foundation board. It's also strange, too, that they're working with PayPal and now Square. And we know that Keith Rappo is on the Stellar Foundation board. Also, Interstellar or Chain and what was Lightyear, the corporate arm of Stellar Development Foundation. Adam Ludwin was working with Visa to create their blockchain payments platform. And um, it just kind of... I'm not saying there is evidence here of Stellar working with Facebook. I don't think there is enough evidence. I mean, if it is announced that it is is a, is a hard fork or, or or based on the you know Stellar consensus protocol, then I guess we could kind of see we could point to all the stuff that we're talking about here and be like, okay, this makes sense, right? But I just don't know. I just don't know. Something just sounds completely, I don't know, just something just doesn't sit right with me. <laughs> maybe maybe it's a, it's a reach to think that maybe Stellar, you know, didn't say anything about this the entire time, uh, which they have been known to do in the past where they don't talk about nothing for a really long time. And then it, it just comes out, the, an announcement. Um, they had done that in the past. Um, Facebook has kept everything tight-lipped um, to where, you know, the block crypto has to reach out to a tech company and ask them for what's going on, and they get passed on the news. Um, but they wouldn't say who passed on the news from. So there's just a lot of information about Facebook's global crypto coin or whatever it's going to be, a stable coin, and they're just not letting go of that information out. And there's a lot of questions around it. A lot of questions. There's a lot of people that are wondering, is, is, is Stellar involved? Is it Ethereum that's involved? Is it Hyperledger? Is, is, it, is it using Tendermint? Um, is it going to be a Byzantine fault tolerant blockchain? What type of consensus mechanism? We're all wondering this stuff, uh, at least people that are interested in the technology part of it. Um, so. I'm curious to find out on Tuesday. As soon as I find out, we'll do a show. We'll talk about it and we'll, we'll deep dive into it. 
and um, we'll discuss it. But uh, until then, I will say, <laughs> yeah, I picked up some more Stellar just in case. I don't think, and you know, it's one of those things, and the reason I did, uh, and I, I went on Telegram today and I told y'all, like, I was like, it's weird that all this stuff is kind of happening behind the scenes. I don't think it's anything, but it's kind of one of those where I'm like, I'm ready holding Stellar, so I'm good. But I was like, mm, maybe I'll hold a little bit more because it could pump. Something like this, it was announced, I think, this past Wednesday chain. That's right, Link, the, the, the coin, the token, um, was working with Google directly. Uh, they're going to be integrating their project into uh, the Google Cloud platform. So that caused that price of that cryptocurrency or token or whatever you want to call it these days to skyrocket up 40% in just the first seven hours, all because it had Google attached to it. So yes, if Facebook is attached to Stellar or vice versa, you're going to see the price of XLM go go pretty high. You know, I don't I don't think that's going to be the case. And I'm looking at the coin market cap right now for Stellar and it is going up, which is kind of typically whenever there's and this is just the nature of the beast in the cryptocurrency space. Typically, whenever there's a current a cryptocurrency uh, tied to uh, something that we know ahead of time before anybody else, you'll see it start ticking up. Not a lot. Uh, it's usually like 5%, 3%, 6% fluctuations. And it's because it's getting leaked out amongst the people in the know and they're going to buy that currency. Right now, Stellar is only up 2%, but it could just be because the entire market is is up, right? So yes, it's, it's very likely that if we do see something, it'll happen this weekend where we'll see Stellar go up 6%, 7%, and everything else will be down or everything else will be like uh, far less than Stellar. And everybody will be wondering like, wait, why is Stellar just creeping up and everything else is not? And that will be because of the rumors circling around what this could possibly be with Facebook. Again, I will reiterate, we don't know anything. I just presented everything that we do know, but we still don't know anything. In my in my experience, <laughs> whenever something like this is close enough to where it's like, right now I feel like it's 50-50 shot, maybe 45, 45-55 that maybe Stellar had a hand in this or will work with them in some capacity. Maybe it's 45%, I would say, if I'm being honest. But do I think that 45% is enough for it to see a pump? Yeah, I do. And that's why <laughs> I purchased more today because I was like, this this is enough. This is enough here to to see what's going on. Uh, and and I'm not the only one seeing this. Somebody has already gone on Reddit and like transcribed every type of scenario that Stellar has had in conjunction with all the people that the Block Crypto News Company has released that Facebook will be working with directly, and that Stripe, Visa, Mastercard, PayPal all who Stellar have a hand in working with. And also a kind of thing that kind of out of left field is the re, the the resignation from the CTO IBM blockchain guy today. That was interesting. And then Jesse Lund a month back. Who knows, man? Who knows? Maybe if I'm speculating here and I'm just kind of wondering, like 
maybe they knew this was happening and they weren't on board with it. And maybe that's why they, they stepped down because they didn't want to work with Facebook. <laughs> that's possible. That's very possible. Who knows? I mean, we won't know, but that makes sense, right? Especially when you're leading the charge and then all of a sudden you're supposed to hand over the reins to somebody like Facebook <laughs> to, to take over that stablecoin global payments system, right? Especially when you have a lot of companies like that backing them up. So we'll see what happens on Tuesday. We'll be following it. Pay attention to our Telegram. I'll be putting any news. If I see, if you see it, if you see Stellar spike up 7 or 8% over the weekend, then we know something's going on. Um, either that or people are buying the rumor. Doesn't matter. It's still going to go up. If, if, we, if we don't see that, then we know, okay, cool. It was all just speculation. There's nothing here. No one's talking about it. So... Just want to keep you guys ahead and let you know exactly what's going on before it happens, because that's what we do here. That's what we do here on this Thriller Rundown and Thriller Insights and Thriller Coin Talk. That's what we do. Let you know ahead of what's going on before everybody else knows. Okay. I think I think we're good. I think we're good for the opening rundown. Let's go ahead and jump into, that's right, five good minutes. Five good minutes. All right, five good minutes. And you're probably wondering, Carr, what are you going to talk about for five good minutes? Well, let me play a quick video clip. I want you to listen. Tell me what you hear. Uh, I, I believe in Bitcoin, and I do think that it's definitely seen, you know, required as the digital goal. Do you get the sense that it's becoming a little more mainstream now? Because you've got companies like Facebook even talking about their own cryptocurrencies as well. And does that have something to do with some of this uh, renewed interest? But, but also, just, just on top of that, yeah. what kind of impact do you expect companies like Facebook and others getting into this space to have on the overall industry? I think overall is, is great to see Facebook sort of finally you know, get on the bandwagon. Um, but I think like, the key thing is around the world, um, not just Facebook, right? You know, if, um, a couple years ago, I think Goldman Sachs invested in Bitco. Um, and, and then also like Fidelity, about nine months ago, they, they announced that they're going to provide Bitcoin uh, custody service. So I've been having a lot of really interesting conversation with very traditional bank, thinking, you know what, maybe Bitcoin is a thing finally that we should think about not just on the payment use cases, but also think about if you know, different banks and individuals are going to you know, store Bitcoin on their own, maybe the bank should also do something about this. So, so, are you so what's interesting here is that this is CNBC and you have them talking about Bitcoin. And what's even more interesting is somebody who I know personally who is not a fan of cryptocurrency or Bitcoin or anything like that whatsoever bought Bitcoin today. And I asked that person, why did you buy Bitcoin? <laughs> like you are anti-Bitcoin, you are anti-cryptocurrency. And you know what that person said? I couldn't believe it. They said, it is because we now know Bitcoin is digital gold. 
I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. That specific two words finally made the mainstream. They said, we now know Bitcoin is digital gold. This is what we're seeing driving adoption right now. This is why we're seeing, in my in my kind of, uh, you know, projection, $8,600 Bitcoin. No way did I think that was going to happen here in June, much less. But I think what's going on in the political atmosphere and in the whole monetary policy that's getting reverberated around the world and it's getting hit over your head over and over and over again is finally hitting the mainstream news and they're finally talking about Bitcoin. And they're not presenting it as a payment currency, which me personally, I would love, but right? That's just, I think, I think it could be whatever you want. I've said that in the past, but they're presenting it. The mainstream media is presenting it as digital gold. And it also is interesting that no one, no one in this entire mainstream media conglomerate is talking about backed. That's right. So they announced today that two futures contracts on July 22nd of this year will launch and they'll start testing for it. July 22nd. That's so close. No one knows about backed in the mainstream media. No one's talking about it. No one's mentioning it. Regular people don't know about Bact. And if you remember earlier this year, when we did a whole episode on Bact, and I talked to you about how they weren't just gonna, you know, roll out the red carpet for Bitcoin. No, they were gonna do one better than that. They were gonna give Bitcoin the limelight, the stars aligned. They were gonna do everything they could to have this projection of Bitcoin as this valuable digital gold. And they were going to do this in such a way that they're going to have all types of big media outlets just kind of and just pulse you with what's going on out there and why you need to buy Bitcoin. And that was all going to happen later this year. And that's five good minutes on why mainstream media is finally catching up with us on Bitcoin. It's crazy. Now let's get into the cold hard truth. The hard truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. All right. So I'm going to lay it to you straight. I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm going to end this episode on a bad note. (laughs) I just am. And I'm going to tell you why. And this is the cold heart truth. So I think we've been swindled here. I think the entire cryptocurrency space has been swindled. And and I think it started with, and I hate to point fingers, but I think it started with Coindesk. If you remember 2017, the SEC kind of had this thing where they started calling Coindesk specifically started calling Giancarlo Crypto Dad. They started calling this other lady Crypto Mom. And it was very much like, oh, the SEC is going to here to take care of us. They're here to regulate. Let's get rid of all these ICOs. Well, turns out they did that, right? And by doing that, we gave them leverage. We gave them power to basically restructure the entire crypto exchanges that we're used to dealing with 
and leaving only their ones that are willing to comply with their terms. Binance got pulled from the United States today. Of course, they're going to give them, they're going to allow them some time to offboard them. Of course, if you listen to our insights earlier this week, we talked about FAFT and how they basically just gave us a gag order on this needs to be done by this date or <laughs> get fined, right? Go back to this episode. It's really good. But make no mistake here. This was their plan from the get go. When something is decentralized, the way you take it down is by centralizing it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like art of war in tactics, right? They literally did that to us. Decentralization was one of our biggest things that we held close to our hearts. At least I did. And what they did is they made all these exchanges fight for survival. Binance is pulled. Now you have Bitrix, an American exchange, being told what assets it can and can't hold. They're basically giving room for their buddies in Wall Street, backed included, to come out here, Fidelity, all of you come out here and now it's a fair playing field. Now you can now you can win over these retail investors and they can start investing with you. But what sucks for us is we're used to trading whatever we want. We're used to grabbing whatever we want. We want to trade Cosmos. We'll trade Cosmos. We want to trade Grin. We'll trade Grin, Golem, whatever. We don't need to look to see if our exchange carries it. We just want to trade it. It's what we're used to. But the cold hard truth is we were swindled. We were told one thing and now this happened. But like a starfish, a specific starfish, you can cut off one of its legs and guess what happens? Not only does the leg grow back, but the leg you cut off grows into its own starfish. That's right. So they may have won this little battle when it comes to decentralization this week, but they didn't win the entire war on what we're trying to achieve long term. And that's the cold hard truth. Yeah, sorry to bring the bummer <laughs> at the end of the show, but I, I think it, I think it should be mentioned that, uh, you know, they started going after developers. I think we forget that they went after celebrities, too, as well, that were involved in ICOs. They, they took a lot of people down, um, scared a lot of people away. Now they do the same thing to exchanges. Um, it's exactly falling into the same plan that I kind of realized what they're doing from the get and kind of turn like this it's just the way it is i guess but we do have decentralized exchanges out there we do have something called a vpn we do have onion routers we do have the tor network we do have the option to say i don't want to do it your way i want to do it my way and i want to have my own node i don't care if you call it a payment system <laughs> i'm still going to do it anyway so there's still room there for people out there who are true believers in decentralization. The fight is not ended. It's not gone. Don't waver. Buy Bitcoin. Save the entire world. See you next week. <laughs>